0: You know, there's just so much to inbound marketing, there's so many different facets of it that to put your arms around the whole thing and do it well is can sometimes be a challenge. DigitalMarketingRadio.com, the big interview with David Bain.
1: What exactly is inbound marketing? How can it help to automate your marketing and is lead nurturing really worth it? Those are just three of the questions that I intend to ask our special guest today, Cathy Boudreau. Cathy, welcome to DMR.
0: Hi, David. Thanks for having me.
1: Thanks for joining us. Um, Cathy is social media manager for Harvest Solutions, a CRM automation consultancy firm. Kathy deals with all of the Harvest Solutions inbound marketing efforts using HubSpot as a marketing automation tool. Kathy, for those listening who don't really know, how would you describe inbound marketing?
0: I would describe inbound marketing as a way to market to people uh, without giving them an interruption such as um, with outbound marketing you may be making phone calls or sending them direct mail pieces. That's all considered uh, outbound and interruptive whereas inbound is you're getting people to come to you. So they're doing a search on the internet and they find you. Uh, they find information on your website. They download an offer that you've put on your website. All that stuff is coming into to you. So so that's, that's how I would describe inbound versus outbound.
1: Right, okay. So you're not proactively doing any advertising at all? That's right. Okay. Um, so, would you say there's any typical activity um, in relation to attracting customers? Um, or can it be essentially any type of content marketing?
0: Well, I think there's some thought that has to go into the process. Um, you can't just say I'm going to produce content and hope for the best. Uh, you have to know which keywords people are are searching on to get to your website. And you have to put a little bit of thought into those keywords. You know, like if somebody, for example, typed in "Serum consulting uh, in Boston, Massachusetts, then that might be a good, you know, potential lead for us and we want to try to capture that. But if somebody just put you know, typed in CRM in the search. Well, that's maybe too broad and that doesn't tell me anything that, you know, a lot of people search on CRM and that's probably not a very, going to be a very good lead for us even if they convert on our website. Um, So, you know, the first part here is to get some, you know, know what you're kind of keywords you're zoning in on and build some content around that so monthly i'll look to see which keywords have um, resulted in visits and then going from there i tailor oh let me try to write a blog article about this or i never thought of searching on our web for our website with those keywords you know let me you know maybe write a piece on on that topic instead
1: okay so good inbound marketing starts with seo i think so Right. Um, And it's quite interesting, obviously, last year, um, uh, MOZ uh, or SEO MOZ changed their name to MOZ and focused on inbound marketing. Um, Do do you think that um, marketers generally really understand um, what inbound marketing is? Or do you you find yourself explaining um, when you go to different networking events what inbound marketing actually is?
0: I think more and more marketers are understanding what inbound is. I think that at first, when it was new, uh, yeah, I don't think necessarily the all the premises were like were new, and the theories weren't really new, but the way they described it was new, you know, and people kind t- kind of all jumped in on the inbound you know and but really I think it's a combination of you got to do a little bit of outbound maybe and inbound to make it all work it's not like you can just say well you know what we're going to ditch everything we used to do and now we're going into this thing called inbound and we're going to just only do that and maybe that might work for some companies but it hasn't worked for ours Um, but no I think these days marketing and marketers um, are a little bit more educated on inbound just because it's been you know pretty popular for the past few years
1: Right, okay. And um, you don't think obviously inbound marketing or the name inbound marketing is a fad at all? You think that it's it's a marketing genre that will continue for many years ahead?
0: Yeah, I do. I, I think that parts of it will probably um, fade in and out. Uh, but I think that the term inbound marketing will be here for quite a while.
1: Okay, um, so inbound marketing starts with great SEO, keyword research and content production. But it can also, of course, help with the automation of your marketing, could you talk a little bit about that, please?
0: Sure. So once um, for uh, lead automation, so once a, a lead, for example, hits our website, I can see what they, yeah, what search terms they may have come from, um, and. Uh, then I've tailored my content to that but then additionally for um, automation at that point I can send them out emails like hey you were interested in CRM training so we have this great new piece and here you might want to read that that gets them back to our website and basically what I'm trying to do is build some trust with these people like we know what we're talking about and if you have any CRM consulting questions please come to us Um, hopefully they bookmark it and come back and whatnot so uh, that's how we use our automation is you know hey you've you've looked at this piece before and now we've got these three new things that you should check out as well and the the goal is to keep them coming back to our website because i think most people know at this point you know it's not just the first time somebody lands on your website they don't automatically get interested and buy from you it takes a little bit of time and nurturing if you will
1: Okay, and you mentioned um, delivering personalized content to users depending on what kind of keyword phrases they use to find your site. Mm -hmm. What do search engines think about that? Do search engines see the different content or do they just see one uh, piece of content and you're delivering something else automatically on the fly that isn't accessible to search engines?
0: Uh, On our site, it's accessible by the search engines because usually it's another blog article or it's a landing page. So the, the, the search engines will crawl that.
1: Right. Got you. So it's, it's it's different URLs, different pages entirely, and um, the user is automatically diverted to whatever page you think is most relevant. Got you. That's, that's right. Okay. Um, now, um, another uh, facet of inbound marketing is lead nurturing. Um, mm-hmm. Once someone uh, gets within that system, um, building that relationship with that individual, um, is that something that's really worthwhile spending a lot of time on?
0: Uh, you know... We do it. We don't go overboard with it. So I don't want to say I spend all of my time on it, but certainly once I create a new landing page with, uh, say, an ebook or a calculator that we offer or anything like that, uh, I will create a few lead nurturing emails. You know, maybe the first one goes out a few days after they download the offer uh, that says, you know, thanks. And here again is the offer in case, you know, you've misplaced the URL and here are some additional articles that, you know, may help further educate you and then uh maybe you know another week or two after that i may send them another email have you had a chance to read it how's it going do you have any questions and then maybe a third shot might schedule me a task to follow up if they've clicked on either of those emails and and took further action
1: right okay um so how do you um segment your leads apart from just keyword phrases
0: Uh, You know, we do. We've done it a few different ways. We've done it by obviously by location um, based off of, you know, if we're going to run an event. um, So we've segmented them that way. Uh, We've segmented them on uh, whether it's a, a more basic offer, if you will, something on like introduction to CRM training versus something a little bit more complex that we might segment um, to a more technical crowd like uh, we're working on a data integration ebook, so obviously somebody who's just looking for crm might be overwhelmed by a data integration ebook that's going to go to a different audience
1: okay um wonderful and in terms of producing content um can you perhaps give us an example um of a piece of content that you have produced in the past and that's had a, a particularly excellent result in terms of um, conversion rates for you?
0: Sure. So we've actually done two recently in the past six months. We've done um, one earlier this year that uh, detailed uh, CRM training, what to look for, how to do it. Uh, And we just published another one a month and a half or so ago on best practices. Uh, And in both of those, we've had a great turnaround on on leads uh, coming in.
1: And um, how do you really justify expenditure in in inbound marketing? Because um, unlike something like pay per click marketing, pay per click is obviously um, generally fairly easy to pinpoint the value, the precise value of of that advert that you paid for or that um, um, text advert that you paid for. Um, With regards to content it's a bit more tricky because people sometimes take longer to actually make that decision. Um, Do you have a process to track individuals prior to them becoming leads or is it really only once they become leads that you can start to track that person?
0: For us, it's really only once they become leads. Um, As you mentioned earlier, we do use HubSpot, so I can see how many uh, visits a month I get. But for the most part, those are people that are unnamed and unknown to me. I can see what... um, You know, what domain they may come from, but that doesn't really help me because, you know, I don't want to be creepy in my marketing like, hey, I saw somebody from your company was on my website, you know, and there's a little fine line of creepiness in marketing, I find. Um, But, you know, once they download uh, an offer and submit their information, then you know, for practical purposes, I've got them, you know, and I can see exactly at that point forward where they've been on my website, which helps because um, I can put in, um, I have a lead scoring system set up. So once they hit a certain score, I can see what's pushed them over the edge and what pages were they on and what interested them. And then I can get a salesperson involved.
1: Right. Okay. And you're obviously using HubSpot for your inbound marketing software at the moment. Uh, were Were you involved with the selection of that software?
0: I was, and you know, this is going to sound funny, but we really, that was the only one that we looked at. We were working with a consultant at the time who had just started working with HubSpot and. Um, we became partners with HubSpot and it just was a good deal. And we went with HubSpot. So we really did not shop around for marketing automation.
1: Right. Okay. So no bars (laughs) remorse at all.
0: No. So I can't even tell you like what the difference, I mean, I can tell you some differences between other platforms, but we did not this, you know, seven or eight years ago, really not that many existed at the time. Mm. Not like there are today.
1: Absolutely. So is there anything that frustrates you about the use of HubSpot then?
0: Not particularly, you know. I don't think necessarily there's a gaping hole that says, "Geez, I wish I it does this," you know. Um, I think sometimes when I find there's something like that, I talk to some of my you know, colleagues and I'll be like, you know, I wish HubSpot could do this. And they're like, it does. And, <laughs> and it was, you know, just user error, you know, like, oh, you know. Um, so, no, you know, I think my only complaint, if you will, about HubSpot has always been there is so much in there that sometimes you don't even know that it's in there, you know, and you're like, oh, I can do that. And I could have been doing this all along. How stupid of me, you know. <laughs> so I guess that's my only thing. You know, there's just so much to inbound marketing. There's so many different facets of it that to put your arms around the whole thing and do it well is can sometimes be a challenge.
1: Right. Okay. And I, I guess HubSpot do inbound marketing really well themselves, obviously, because they do lots of training courses and um, they do their inbound certification program, of course, as well. And um, I, I, I would think that probably one of the reasons that you ended up using HubSpot is because they're so good at inbound marketing themselves.
0: That is true. They are a wealth of knowledge. So even if you weren't using HubSpot, but subscribe to their blogs, you would get a lot of information about inbound marketing. And they're very good about, I mean, obviously, they promote their own tool, but they're also very good about, well, if you don't use HubSpot, you could try it this way, you know. Um, So there is a lot to be learned from HubSpot. But yes, I mean, for sure, when we first started using HubSpot, it was, let's see how HubSpot does it and then do the same thing.
1: Excellent. Well, um, that's a really great overview of inbound marketing. So I'm sure it'll help um, anyone that's on the cusp of, of perhaps making a selection or, or or maybe just moving through the minefield of dealing with so many different bits of software and wanting to um, pull everything together into one platform. Um, great. So um, next, I'd like to move forward into more of a focus in the general areas of digital marketing and your opinion of what's going um, on today. Um, and that starts with
0: Software I couldn't live without.
1: Now, software I couldn't live without. Um, if you can try not to say HubSpot uh, to the <laughs> answer of this, um, I'm not I'm not saying you absolutely don't have to say it, but what software do you currently use in your business that if someone took away from you, it would significantly impact the success of your business?
0: Uh, well, since I can't say HubSpot, <laughs> I'm going to have to go with Salesforce because that's what we use as a CRM tool. Right. So between the two, I'm living in the both. And my third one would have to be... Uh, Google, my, you know, Gmail, my G Drive. Those would be my my go-tos.
1: Absolutely. That's so important for so many people. And, And what about software that you don't currently use, but you've heard about and you've meant to try at some point in the future?
0: You know, what I would really love to try, I just mentioned Google, but one thing I don't use is Google Analytics because I don't know enough about it, but I wish I did know more. about it and I know it's I know it's I get all those that information from HubSpot and so I tend not to go over into the Google Analytics world and um you know for now that suits our purposes we don't need to drill down as deep as Google Analytics does which is why I haven't you know gotten there
1: so you don't have Google Analytics on your site at all at the moment
0: uh, well, you know, we do try. I mean, I do have the code, okay. so I could go to Google Analytics and certainly look at my statistics over there. I just, I just don't. Oh, no,
1: no, 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 that's great. <laughs> I, I was, I was just going to suggest getting the code on there because then um, you wouldn't have to touch it for months or until you wanted to find out more. But at least then um, you'd have the tracking done, so you could look back in historical information. Then, so you've got the code. <laughs> that's great. That's all you need to have, have done. <laughs> I've got the
0: first step done. No, that's been on there for years. I just, <laughs> I'm very. Um, you know, you to, I don't want to say anti Google, but anti Google Analytics. <laughs>
1: it's it's a challenge to get going with. Um, I mean, I've done the the, the Google um, uh, Analytics IQ um, exam, so you know, I I should be you know fairly expert at Google Analytics, but there are many facets of it that I I struggle with, and, and Google always seem to actually change the order of things. So it's it's a, it's a bit of a struggle for even someone that um, that should know what it's about. So. Um, for someone who hasn't really been trained in it at all, it's it's asking a bit much, I think. Um, but that's that's Google as a whole. I was I was chatting to um, to someone else just the other night, and um, it's Google. I think as a company are 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 very technical and and obviously brilliant people, uh, but not that great at um, breaking things down and making things easy to understand.
0: Yes, I couldn't agree more with you on that one. <laughs>
1: okay, let's move on to. I wish I would have. I'd like you to look back on the very first day that you were involved in trying to market a business online. What didn't you do so well? What do you wish that you would have done differently?
0: Uh, I think uh, the segmentation was probably a big thing. You know, everybody pretty much got everything right away, you know, until I realized this doesn't make sense. This should not be going there, you know, and until I kind of farmed out, you know, and kind of made a map, if you will, like, okay, this email should go to that person, this type of person, and not that type of person. You know, so I think it would have to be segmentation. It was just, you know, when you first get into doing the online marketing, um, there's just so much going on that you just, you know, you're like, oh my god, you <laughs> just got to start somewhere. Let's go. You Absolutely,
1: know? you just drive visitors at your site, and you just glory in the fact that you've got so many people coming to your site. <laughs> then you that's realize right. they're not doing anything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, so what do you think are the most common mistakes that you see digital marketing newbies doing nowadays
0: yeah sometimes I look at people's websites and you know it's just a visual thing and I'm like what are they thinking you know mm. <laughs> you know that and or they've got you know typos or links that are broken and I'm like oh my gosh should I be one of those annoying people that said just you know FYI this doesn't work or you know I so to me I I don't know I mean if you're driving people to your website then it should at least be grammatically correct and the links should be working and the pictures should be you know loading and whatnot so I guess to me that's a, a a glaring mistake just because that's the first time somebody's seeing your your company you know and you want them to get a good impression right away.
1: Absolutely, Um, it's 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 incredible how many big companies just make so many big glaring mistakes. Right. Uh, um, I mean, I um, follow a local football team in the UK, and um, I remember looking at their website, and um, they never 301 redirected the non-www version of their site to the www version. Oh no! But they (laughs) they always shared the non-www link. On Twitter or on social media, and after a while, I was just going, "Do this, please do this." You know, you don't know how many people you're you're losing. You know, but uh, it's incredible.
0: It is incredible. I mean, I, I understand typos happen. I've made my fair share of them in blog posts or this or that. And for the most part, I don't really care unless something totally doesn't make sense. Oh, so what? They made a spelling mistake. I still get the gist of the article. Let's not go crazy, you know, on people. Mm. But to me, if I go to their homepage and um, I I see something like that I I I don't want to say I lose it but I you know I, I do think twice I'm like well if they can't even spell correctly on their home page what kind of services are they going to provide for me you know
1: Absolutely absolutely but but it's not about getting everything perfect sometimes I mean sometimes people are obviously too much a perfectionist and they end up focusing on that rather than just getting the job done and getting content out there and getting the advertising done um, because sometimes people are forgiving as well. It's 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 a 50-50 situation. Um, I, I probably err too much on the too much perfectionist side um, and some people err too much on the side of just just get it out there and obviously there's a, there's a happy medium.
0: Right. I'm with you on the perfectionist side sometimes I find I need to have this absolutely perfect and then I drive myself crazy. I'm like is this way better or is that way better? Should I test it? Should I not test it? You know. <laughs> and then I'm stuck, you know. I'm yeah. like I don't know what to do.
1: Absolutely. Um sometimes a decision is just better uh, even if it's the wrong decision because it leads you down the path of discovering what the what the right path was actually. That is true. <laughs> so let's move on to Best advice I've ever received. What is the best piece of digital marketing advice that you've ever received?
0: I think it would have to be to just just get going, you know. Like we were just talking about, oddly enough, you know, you can overthink something to death, you know. And you don't, you, you know, there's just, you're paralyzed by, you know, what about this or what about that? Too many what-ifs. Just do it, get some data, analyze that data, and then see what happened.
1: Absolutely. I think Nike got it right there with her slogan. Yes. <laughs> um so um what kind of marketing activity is, is working best for you at the moment is it um any particular form of content marketing?
0: You know, right now I'd have to say um, we've had some decent success with um, <clears throat> generating eBooks and driving traffic to those eBooks via, you know, whether it's email or uh, via social media channels. Uh, but lately, that's been our, probably our best way of capturing leads and visits to our website.
1: The this or that round. This is the quick response round. Ten quick questions. Try not to think about the answer too much. I'm just looking for your gut reaction. Ready to go for this? Okay. Email or Twitter? Email. Audio or video? Video. Affiliates or display advertising? Uh,
0: Display advertising.
1: Facebook or Google Plus? Facebook. Online press releases or one-on-one relations?
0: One-on-one relations.
1: Paid search or SEO? SEO. Email contact form or telephone number? Email. Website or app? Website. Social subscriber or email subscriber? Email. Local marketing or global marketing?
0: Local. Yay!
1: The $10,000 question. If I was to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single digital marketing activity, what would you spend it on and how would you measure success?
0: Oh gosh, that's a good question you know i think i'd probably send, spend it on uh seo and getting it cleaned up having somebody making sure that all my pages were optimized the best way that they could
1: right okay um so optimized in terms of um keyword research and um um everything targeted correctly in terms of keywords used in title headings meta description all those kind of areas or um are you talking about things like Um, page speeds, um, the efficiency of of how the site loads and content as well?
0: No, I would say more the keywords and making sure all the meta information is up to snuff.
1: Right, okay, yes. Um, Because even searching Google just now, um, there are so many page titles that are just irrelevant or or, or certainly makes it easy to target the competition and and beat them if if you just get that kind of thing right. Right. And um, have you seen much difference in terms of the way you write um, titles for a web web page um, since um, Google um, a couple of months ago actually increased its font size? So um, it's now, um, I believe, 18 pixels rather than 16 pixels, the blue text. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means that obviously the length of titles that it's willing to display is a little bit less, it's probably, probably about 50 characters or so now. Um, have have, have you thought about that much at all, or are are you still just focusing on just writing fairly basic um, page titles?
0: I still write very basic page titles. I try to make them as concise as possible, but I don't stress out about the Google limitations. But with that said, today, oddly enough, I was doing a search for something and the page title got cut off. I'm like, darn it, I wish that they had been more concise, (laughs) you know, so I could see the whole title without clicking, you know. Absolutely. Uh, but but no, for me, it hasn't, you know, I haven't put much thought to it, but definitely we always try to be concise and, you know, they're, they're probably not the most imaginative of page titles or blog titles or anything like that. But at least if somebody clicked on it, they would understand what the point is.
1: Oh, exactly. I mean, if it's unique um, compared with the the other pages on your site, then you're probably doing things a lot better than many of your competitors anyway. Right. Um, So, um, just taking us up to
0: my number one takeaway.
1: So, you've offered a lot of great information there um, about inbound marketing, um, but um, what's the number one takeaway? What's the single most important step that our listeners need to take away and implement in their own businesses?
0: Uh, You know, I think that the the biggest thing is… not to be afraid that you're going to fail, you know. Just it's there's a lot to do within my marketing. There's the content. There's the SEO. There's you know um, the social media. There's you know just the page creation, the regular website pages and the landing pages. All of that stuff, you know, obviously needs to get done at some point. But you know, if it doesn't get done right the first time, you can redo it. It's not going to be you know, a disaster unless you do something totally wacky that is disastrous, like do something stupid on Twitter, you know mm. um but you know I mean for the for the most part, just jump in. I know that when we start with social media, I'm like, I have no idea what to say, and, you know, my one of my coworkers is like, just say anything. I mean, unless you're you know you're saying something totally crazy, you know people are you know they'll you'll figure out what people like and what they don't like, and you know, I think it's you know just to jump in and try stuff and you know even when you fail not to sound cliche you're gonna learn something you know and you learn from it and you make corrections and you try again the next campaign
1: absolutely learn by doing no one knows absolutely everything about digital marketing so um just get on there and um sooner rather than later you'll probably know more than most that's right superb well that takes us to the end of our discussion today thank you so much for your time your focus and your willingness to give back what's the best way for our audience to find out more about what you do
0: uh you can visit our website at www.harvestsolutions.net
1: great stuff um, short and sweet <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much kathy um it was really worthwhile
0: great thanks david for having me
1: hey thanks so much for joining us today on digital marketing radio Remember, you can get every interview before it's published as a podcast, delivered as a weekly digital magazine, automatically to your tablet or smartphone. And that's for Apple or Android. Just go to digitalmarketingradio.com for links to where you can subscribe and join the rest of the Digital Marketing Radio posse. Catch you again soon. Digital
0: Digital Marketing Radio Digital Marketing Radio